Welcome to this special edition of the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess will be back tomorrow. I've been covering Deliver Us from Evil. This is a, a book from Father, Nas- F- Father uh, Nortz from the Opus Angelorum. And we have been talking about evil and how it operates. We actually covered um, yeah, the sources of evil in our first show. This is part two. And now we're going to be covering things like personal infestation, what's that all about, and much more of how the devil operates and how to avoid him. So beyond the range of temptations, the devil, in rare cases, can sometimes torment or perturb a particular person more intensely. Such disturbance, known as personal infestations, can vary from the sense of physical oppression and unexplainable weariness to the more serious cases of sickness and wounds which are not medically explainable. Now, this is good to know because personal infestation can be external or physical or or internal or psychological. In external or physical infestations, the demon acts on our external senses, sight by provoking seductive apparitions, or on the contrary, terrifying sights, hearing by making noises, obscene words, or songs, or blasphemous invitations, flattery, or threats, touch with provocative uh, sensations, hugs, carnal movements, or pains, sickness, yeah, external or psychological infestation consists in violent and tedious suggestions, fixed ideas, expressive and absorbing images. Yeah, profound movements of emotion and passion. For example, a distaste, bitterness, resentment, hatred, anguish, and I might add despair. Now, We'll take something from the Old Testament. We recall the condition of King Saul after he disobeyed the commandment of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. When this evil spirit came upon him, he was overwhelmed with uncontrollable rage. It must be noted that all the symptoms listed for, in, for internal infestations can also be caused, yeah, listen to this, psychological abnormities, such as certain forms of neurosis, psychosis, and schizophrenia. Now, the church always asks that in the first place, there be a thorough medical examination, applying all the possible means offered in the field of natural science. If, having done this, No explanation of the phenomena is found, but indeed there are present clear indications that the cause is a preternatural or beyond natural explanation, then the church authorities are disposed to accept the fact that there is present the influence of evil, of the evil one. Now there are various causes for personal infestation. Now, in the lives of the saints, God has permitted demonic infestation 
for the sake of helping them grow even more in sanctity. Yeah, it purifies them. It gives them an opportunity to grow in grace, in humility, patience, and trust. Episodes of this sort were frequent in the great life of St. John Vianney. One time, his sister was visiting him, and she heard the noises caused by the devil in the middle of the night. I bet she's like, I'm not going to go visit my brother anymore. <laughs> she ran over to the church where he was praying and told him. He responded, oh, my child, you should not have been frightened. It is grappin'. He cannot hurt you. As for me, he torments me all the time. At times he seizes me by the feet and drags me around the room. It's because I convert souls to the good God. <laughs> He's upset with me because I'm, I'm doing too much good. You know, the devil's going to leave you alone if you're not doing anything. You'll fall with your own concupiscence. At other times, personal infestation may be the consequence of a spell, a curse invoked by another person or through the meditation of a witch. Father Gabriel Amorth explains, we can either help others or hurt them through many forms of abuse. To give an example, I can pay a killer to murder someone. God is not obliged to stop him. Just as easy. Someone, just as, yeah. So God is not obliged to stop him. Just as easily I can pay a warlock or a witch doctor to cast a spell on someone. Yeah. God, just as in the first case, is not obliged to intervene, although in many cases he does. For instance, those who live in the state of grace. Now, this is important, folks. Those who pray most fervently have a much better chance of obtaining divine intervention against the evil one than those who do not practice their faith. Doesn't that make sense? Of course. Or worse, who live in habitual state of mortal sin. Another situation which can dispose a person to personal infestation is hardened and habitual grave sin. People who live in the state of mortal sin open themselves up to the influence of fallen angels. But most serious is the willful association with the occult. Oh my gosh, I've had that so many times with people. Any contact with witchcraft, um, satanic cults or sex makes a person very vulnerable to the extraordinary influences of evil spells. Now, the most rare manner in which the devil can exercise influence over a person is called diabolic possession. Through possession, the devil directly exercises a dominion over the body and directly over the soul of a person. Such a person becomes blind, docile, and obedient instrument to the perverse and uh, power, the power of the daemon. Sacred scripture repeatedly assess to the reality of demonic possession. This is affirmed in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Look it up. Jesus exercises uh, free, uh, exhorts, excuse me, Jesus exorcisms free some individuals from the domination of the devil. They anticipate Jesus' great victory over the ruler of this world. Throughout the history of the church, in the present time, 
cases of demonic possession occur to have to occur. According to its time-proven experience, the church lists three indications of demonic possession in any particular case. Number one, the ability to speak or understand foreign languages previously unknown to the possessed person. The ability to predict uh, events or disclose hidden or distant facts. Number three, the demonstration of physical strength which goes beyond natural capacities of the possessed person. There are other factors which give a preliminary indication of demonic presence, but which of themselves are not conclusive. The vehement aversion to God, the most holy name of Jesus, the Blessed Virgin Mary and the saints, the church, the word of God, sacred rites and things, especially sacramentals and sacred images. The change of a personality, speaking with the voice of another person. St. Anthony Marie Claret gives the following advice for those who believe they may need the help of an exorcist. Well, when anyone comes to me saying that he was possessed by the devil, I ask him if he really wishes to be cured. If he did, and if he thought that by doing what I prescribe, he would be cured, then I would order him to do three things. Firstly, firstly that all of them should take all things I prescribe with patience and resignation without ever becoming vexed or impatient. For I had observed that some went into hysterics when they thought of the results of diabolic possession of their souls or of their fits of temper they experienced. But they were clamped down and we need to do that. Secondly, I order them not to drink wine or any other liquor. And I asked them that this rule was entirely indispensable to drive out the kind of evil spirits and drive them out. I recommend a precaution, for I well know, know that some of them drink too much, and to conceal the disorder, they follow an overindulgence and they blame the evil one. I've seen that too. Thirdly, I make them say every day, and our Father in the Hail Mary, seven times, to the most holy virgin in memory of her seven sorrows. I ask them to make a good confession of their whole lives and to receive Holy Communion with all possible fervor and devotion. Wow, when we come back, we'll continue because after a few days, the results of this prescription advice, these people came to thank me, telling me that they were completely free and cured. I do not say that all people will have this, but I do know some of them personally, and I would say there are very few that won't. You need to take basic, uh, the evasive spirituality, and to go to confession. That's what we all need to be doing. We'll come back with more on the Terry and Jesse. Turn that back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jesse's not here today. I'm giving a special series on Deliver Us from Evil, How to Defend Yourself from the Devil. It's a book by Father Nortz called Deliver Us from Evil. 
This section now is on help and defense against evil. Uh, preventative measures of against the devil. We all need to know what, what are those preventative measures. Well, St. Paul exhorts the faithful to put on the armor of God so that you may stand against the tactics of the devil. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. We've heard that all our lives. He then says, gird your loins with the truth. Be clothed with righteousness as a breastplate. Have your feet shot in readiness for the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, hold faith as a shield to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the word, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Again, Ephesians chapter 6. Go through that whole chapter. It's beautiful. The equipment against the enemy is what? Truth. Jesus said the truth sets us free. Righteousness, readiness to practice the gospel of peace, faith, and the word of God, which is to say our own personal union with Christ in holiness and faith. It's the universal call of holiness, man. This is what prevents us, it protects us from the devil. When you're in the state of grace, he can't touch you. We are protected from the demonic influences by our union with God. The scepter of the wicked shall not rest upon the land of the righteous. That's Psalm 125. Just as de the devil could not touch or strain or stain Mary, the mother of God, because she was full of grace, the Immaculate Virgin, so too we cannot be hurt by the devil to the extent that we are united to God in grace. Remember, what is grace? The life of God in us. God supposes, uh, God opposes, right, the proud. He opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. It is of the great importance that we are vigilant in keeping the enemy from even entering into our camp rather than carelessly letting him enter and having to deal with him. The following are the chief preventive measures for protection against the enemy's influence. Write these down, folks. The sacraments of confession, holy communion, and confirmation. Number two, prayers of praise, adoration, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Creed, Consecrated pray, consecration prayers. Number three, huge, fasting. The use of sacramentals such as holy water, the St. Benedict medal, the miraculous medal, the crucifix, the rosary, the Bible. Number five, disdain for the devil. And this is important too, number six. Avoid all vain curiosity and superstition. The sacraments are the principal means of acquiring union with God. I'll repeat that. The sacraments are our principal means of acquiring union with God. It is by the virtue of baptism that all the faithful are freed from the influence of the devil and also have the authority to prevent his continual influence. The sacrament of confirmation 
and the worthy reception of Holy Communion, what I mean, being in the state of grace, receiving Holy Communion, strengthen and confirm this authority. And so another exorcist, Don Pellegrino, said that uh, he's the exorcist of the Archdiocese of Venice, writes, prayers and preventative exorcisms are part of the inheritance of the Christian state. For those who are baptized and confirmed, those who live in a Eucharistic life from the baptismal character already comes the title of the true fighter against Satan. The prayer of our Father also confers the valid title as fighter in the preventative form. Christians not only have a duty of being soldiers and followers of Christ who come to the earth in order to expel and destroy the work of the demon, but they also have the right to participate in this work. This right always comes from the baptismal character as well as the character of confirmation. And it is nourished by Jesus at the table of the Eucharist. And it becomes ever more strong as so to obtain victory together with our King and Conqueror, Jesus Christ. We've got the end of the liturgical year, Christ the King. I love the title, Christ the King. His kingdom is every square inch of planet Earth. With regard to the sacrament of confession, Father Pellegrino, OSB, insists, the experience teaches that only with difficulty does Satan manage to penetrate in a soul which cleans itself frequently with the precious blood of Jesus. This blood becomes a real breastplate against which Satan can apply forces but he does not manage to open any breach, right? It's truly of this sacrament that Satan has fear. Look, he's, he's scared of confession. Yes, Christ conquered Satan with his own blood. And the Apocalypse explicitly tells us these are those who have conquered Satan with the blood of the Lamb. Now, Father Amorth, chief exorcist in Rome, writes many times, and I have written that, it has causes the devil much more anger when one goes to confession or taking a soul from the devil than actually exercising and forcing him out of the body. Did you hear that? But where are the lines at the confessional? Not too long, are they? We need to get back in the box. Yep. Now, it is fitting to mention in conjunction with the sacramental confession the practice of praying the confidier, the act of contrition, I should say that more often during the day even, and the renewal of our baptismal vows. These prayers are an especially an efficacious means of renouncing sin and the devil. And so they fittingly preface the battle for deliverance. For this reason, they are found at the beginning of the second section here. So this is important. Prayers of praise call God near to us, filling our souls with his presence, light and peace, 
Therefore, they are the powerful means of casting out the devil. The holy angels of God sing without ceasing, the Sanctus. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts. By joining with these, with them in this praise of God, we are more united to them and helped by their protection. Pope Pius XII once said, the repetition of every circumstance of divine praise, you know, the holy, holy, is also a foretaste on earth and of the life in heaven. The sublime concert in which the angel voices join with those of the elect united in God's mysterious harmonities poured forth in the light of eternal. The prayers also express the reverential fear which brings with a special protection as the Psalms teach us. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and deliver them. That's Psalm 34. Prayers of thanksgiving together with petition help protect us. As St. Paul says in another place, have no anxiety at all. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Praying the creed is a very, very effective means of protecting from the evil one. Man, by faith, man freely commits his entire self to God. This is right from the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1814. By the profession of faith, we renew and reaffirm the very foundation of our life in Christ by disposing ourselves to a more perfect acceptance of the supernatural gift of faith. Now, the creed, on the other hand, also is a cause of torment for the devil. Yeah. He sure is who has nothing to do with the truth, for he's a liar and a father of lies. That was John chapter 8, 44. The highest truth of which he is an enemy are the truths of the faith. For this reason, where they are professed, he is unsettled from the place. So important, the creed. This is why we need to be praying our daily rosary. Prayers of consecration to Jesus and Mary are also a very... Uh, we pray... I'm sorry. We have means of protection. When we pray prayers to Jesus and Mary in which we express our dedication to them by consecrating them our eyes, our ears, our mouth, our mind, our entire being without reserve. We are entrusting ourselves completely to their protection. Such an act of trust compels the hearts of Jesus and Mary to give help and protection. As Jesus said to St. Faustina, sooner would heaven and earth turn into nothingness than would my mercy not Embrace a trusting soul. Wow. All power is to have the qualities of humility and confidence in God. St. James teaches us to pray to God 
with faith and without hesitation. For he who hesitates is like a wave of the sea, driven and carried about by the wind. Therefore, let not such a one think that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in this way. Wow. Jesus taught his disciples that certain demons can only be cast out with prayer and fasting. That's what the Bible said. Mark chapter 9, verse 29. Now, based upon these words of our Lord, oh my goodness, quick time. I want to tell you when we come back about what Jesus taught his disciples about certain demons and much more here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us. We're talking about how to protect yourself from the devil and much, much more here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio, the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. <clears throat> to join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Terry is here. Jesse will be back tomorrow. I'm doing a special three-segment series, three programs on Deliver Us from Evil, How to Help and Defend Ourselves and Our Family Against Evil. This is taken from a book, Father North's, the Opus Angelorum, and it's called Deliver Us from Evil. <clears throat> now, I was talking about how Jesus taught his disciples that certain demons can only be cast out by prayer and fasting. Mark chapter 9, verse 29. Based upon these words of our Lord, the church has recommended that fasting be part of the work of casting out the devil. The ritual for exorcism <clears throat> recommends that both priests, exorcists, and if possible, the person who needs the exorcism should observe a fast prior to praying the exorcism prayers. You hear that? It is a serious business here. This is an indication of what may be observed in cases of lesser severity as well. Origen wrote in his commentary on the Gospels, according to Matthew, the following about this statement of Jesus. But let us also attend to this. This kind goeth did not to save by prayer and fasting, in order that it at any time it is necessary that we should be engaged in the healing of one's suffering from such a disorder. We may not adjourn, nor put questions, nor speak to the impure spirit as if it heard, but devoting ourselves to prayer and fasting may be successful as we pray for the sufferer and by our own fasting may thrust out unclean spirits from him. Now, the sacramentals are sacred signs. Remember that. They bear resemblance to the sacraments. They signify effects, particularly of the spiritual nature, which are obtained through the intercession of the church. By them, men have disposed to receive the chief effect of the sacraments and various occasions in life are rendered holy. Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1667. The devout use of sacramentals is also a very efficacious means of protecting one from the influence of evil spirits. 
Through sacramentals, the church dispenses the treasury of graces which the church has given, which Christ has given the church because of the good works of all the saints. The principal form of sacramentals is the blessing. The blessing of a priest or deacon should be asked upon persons, places, and things. Things which are for sacred use, such as rosaries, crucifixes, and pictures, as well as things for mundane use, such as cars, boats, houses, may be blessed. There's a great benefit to have blessed candles, and I might add metals. The use of holy water. Now remember this, this has kind of gone to the side. But the use of holy water is a very powerful means of protection. St. Teresa of Avila wrote in her autobiography, I often experience that there is nothing that the devil flees more without returning than holy water. They also flee from the cross, but they return. The power of the holy water must be great. And here comes the St. Benedict medal. Put your seatbelt on. It's especially recommended for his exorcist's power. On the back of this medal is inscribed an exorcism prayer. On the vertical beam of the cross are the letters C, S, S, M, L, which stands for Crux Sacra Sit Lux, which has made this sacred cross be to me a light. On the horizontal beam of the cross are the letters N, D, S, M, and D, which stand for may the dragon not be, may not be to me a guide. At the corners of the cross are the letters C, S, B, uh, P, B, which stand for the cross of the Holy Father, Benedict. Above the cross is the word Pax, which means peace. Around the cross, on the right of the letters, what is it? V-R-S-N-S-M-V, which stands for, Get behind me, Satan! Never recommend it to me, vain things. This is great, isn't it? Explaining that metal. On the left side of the cross are the letters S-M-Q-L-I-V-B, which stand for... The things you pour forth are evil. May you drink the poison yourself. I love it. That's so aggressive, you know. The miraculous medal of Mary, which I'm wearing right now, is a powerful sacramental used by the faithful to communicate deliverance from the evil presence. Its effect, efficacy is derived from the mystery of the Immaculate Conception of Mary whereby the head of the ancient serpent was crushed. The prayer inscribed on this medal, O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee, is a very effective prayer of protection. The devil was forced by God to profess through the mouth of a possessed person brought to St. John Vianney, the cure of ours, on the feast of the Immaculate Conception, I confess today, one of the most solemn feasts of the whole year, that the Divine Son compels me to say that it is the most solemn of all feasts. Wow. 
The exorcist power of the presence of the Bible is revealed in the story of a Russian pilgrim where the devil appeared to this young man under the guise of a cultured gentleman. The devil managed to leave him away over a period of time. Then one day the devil came to discuss plans for more sinful material and the young man invited him into his library. The devil didn't want to go in and was pressed upon by the young man as to why. The devil had to admit, among those books on your shelves, there's a copy of the Gospels. Oh, I love it. I have such a reverence for that book that it's in the presence. I find a difficulty in talking about our, our you know, terrible affairs. Please take it away from here, and then we can talk freely. The young man smiled, taking the Gospels from the shelf, said, you ought to have told me that long ago, and handing it to him said, well, take it yourself, put it down somewhere in the room. No sooner did the young man touch the other with the Gospels <clears throat> that in an instant the other trembled and disappeared. Wow. The young man was so taken with fright that he fainted and was laid upon in bed for months after due to the consequences of the shock. During the time of his illness, his only consolation was in reading the Gospels, which never left his hands. Isn't that a beautiful story? I, I just, I love those stories like that. They're powerful. Now, according to another saint, St. Teresa of Avila, we must never, never be too fearful of the devil. These curses spirit, spirits torment me frequently, she said, but they do not frighten me at le in the least. For I am convinced that they cannot steer, except, cannot steer me except by God's love. Let this be known well, that every time he makes them the object of contempt, they lose their strength and their soul. Every time I say no to the devil, he loses. I love it. Think of it that way. I love it a statement that I'll read in the next segment about our faith that's so beautiful. I wrote it down, so we'll get it at the next break. Uh, but I will say this, <clears throat> that this is important to let this be known well, that every time we make these objects of our contempt, the devil loses his strength and acquire any, any, any power over us with greater um, way. They have no power except against cowardly souls. Did you hear that? Cowardly souls who surrender their weapons. Against such them, them do they know their power. So don't surrender your power to the devil. Okay? Let's make sure we don't do that. A very important caution must be given to avoid all vain curiosity, superstition with regard to the things of the occult, and the deep things of Satan. Many people expose themselves to diabolical influences of the enemy of God and man simply through their own curiosity, dabbling into things of the occult, palm reading, tarot cards, all that wooji birds, spells, hypnosis, or any kind of witchcraft, black magic, demonic worship opens a person to the influence of the devil. Remember, the Catechism 
of the Catholic Church provides a clear treatment on occult practices on paragraph 2110 to 2117. Also, just want to thank all of you before we take this break, and then we're going to talk about ways of liberation from evil who support us at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I want to make a pitch about monthly donors as we've lost several of them through the economy here. Uh, if you give us just $25 a month, you can actually um, receive downloads of hundreds of dollars worth of audio uh, recordings. So we feed you with that, but you're feeding us to pay the water bill, the phone bill, and all the bills that we get in every month because a monthly donation covers monthly bills. And if you'd like to do that, go to vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2151. Like I said, when we come back, I really want to hit on this uh, ways of liberation from the devil because we need to have uh, an a offense to fight the devil, the world, and the flesh. It's called our Catholic faith. I still say I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. Why? Because my faith is in Jesus Christ, not man. And I want to get to heaven. Remember Bishop Sheen, if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jess will be back tomorrow. We're talking about ways of liberation from the devil. And this is so important for mom and dad and the family. Every practice of seeking liberation from the devil must have at its foundation a humble submission to God and the obedience of the teachings of Christ and his holy church. Those who confront the enemy without obedience are exposing themselves to great danger. I've seen that happen with people. They think they're going to do everything on their own authority. Please don't try that. We only need to recall the story told in the Acts of the Apostles of the seven sons of a Jewish high priest who tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over someone who was possessed by evil. He says, I adjourn you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. But the evil spirit answered and said to them, Jesus I acknowledge, and Paul, but I know. But who are you? I love this. Who are you, dude? And the man in whom the evil spirit was dwelling sprang at them, and overpowered them with such violence, they fled from the house, tattered and bruised. It's right in the Acts of the Apostles. Check it out. Chapter 19, verse 13 to 16. When there are grounds for concluding that there is the influence of the fallen angel in a particular case, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) cases of spiritual difficulties, there are various manners of engaging in combat. We may distinguish the following means. Prayers. Prayer of supplication. Prayer of command. Exorcisms. Simple exorcisms. Solemn exorcisms. Now, 
prayers of supplication are prayers addressed to God, to Mary, or the angels and the saints, in which we ask for their special help and the grace of their intercession to free us from the attacks and influence of fallen spirits. This type of prayer can be made by anyone either for themselves or for the well-being of others. What distinguishes this kind of prayer from an exorcism is that it doesn't address the fallen spirit in a direct way, but rather addresses a holy person, asking for their assistance. Most of the prayers in this here are this type, prayer of command, are prayers said for one's own benefit, in which a person directly commands the devil in his name to depart from one's own person. Such prayers are not, not sacramentals. This means that as private prayers, they do not contain the intercessory force of the church as does the sacramentals do. Okay? This means, okay, here it comes. This means that as private prayers, they do not contain it, right? It follows that the efficacy of this prayer of prayer comes from either a personal charism or it is based on the faith that one has in the promise of the Lord when he said to his faithful, in my name you will cast out demons. Mark chapter 6, verse 7. Now, St. Thomas, the angelic doctor, he wrote, we are able to adjure the demons by the power of the name of Jesus, expelling them from ourselves as declared enemies in order to avoid the spiritual and corporal damage that could come to us from them. This is a power which is given to us from Christ himself. Behold, I give you power to step on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy that they will do you no harm. That's light from chapter, or Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Whenever a prayer or command is used, it is recommended that it be preceded by the use of prayer of supplication, asking for help and protection of God and the angels and saints. Very important to do. Prayers of command are not to be said publicly, nor for their liberation of someone other than oneself, nor for the cases of local infestation. These are very good principles to follow by the letter. In these cases, it is necessary to seek the assistance of a priest who has permission, which is incredibly important, from his local ordinary to perform some type of exorcism prayer. No one has the authority to, to command the devil to depart from another person or from a public place or some other thing unless they officially receive such authority from the church. Such authority is only given to ordained priests. We've got to remember that. That is very, very important. Exorcism is a... In, uh, uh, exorcism is very, uh, very logistical. In other words, logistical. It, it, you need to follow it. 
It calls on the name of God in order to restrain the activity of the evil spirit. It is a formal oath taken in the name and the power of God which directly addresses the devil, commanding him to depart and to cease the damaging action which he is exercising over certain places, things, or persons. When the church asks publicly and authoritatively in the name of Jesus Christ that a person or object be protected against the power of the evil one and withdraw from his domination, okay, it's called an exorcism. Jesus performed exorcisms and from him the church has received the power and the office of exorcising. That's paragraph uh, 1673 in the Catechism. So exorcisms are sacramentals, which means that they derive their force from intercessory power of the church. The formulas used in these exorcisms are determined by the church and make up part of the Roman ritual. The revision of the Roman ritual for the rite of exorcism in accordance with the liturgical reforms of the Second Vatican Council, was promulgated on November 22, 1998. Only bishops or priests can perform this type of exorcism insofar as they are entrusted with public welfare of the faithful. There are two types of public exorcism. Number one, a simple exorcism involved in an impert- um and imperative adjudication calling on the name of God to impose restraint on the devil rather than to effect impulsion. The new rite used in this type of exorcism is called a type of uh, supplication, an exorcism which can be employed in particular circumstances in the church. This new rite replaces the older rite which was published by the order of Pope Leo XIII. Just on a side note, most of the exorcists I've talked to, they all say, uh, they all said that um, two things. The old rite is more powerful, more direct. It's more effective in driving the devil out. Just thought I'd bring that up. The section three, okay. um, The Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith with regard to the use of this older rite of exorcism prayers this statement forbids the lay faithful from saying exorcisms against Satan and the apostate angels in both the simple form and the solemn form, which you know we'll talk about later. The simple form is used in the case of local or personal infestation. If the diocesan bishop, in particular instances, judges that it is opportune for the faithful to gather in prayer under the guidance of a priest and with the priest presiding for the sake of seeking freedom from the local or personal infestation, then new supplications can be used. Nevertheless, priests, whether they are uh, whether designated, hang on one second, yep, uh, as exorcists by their bishops or not, are able to use other simple prayers for the benefit of individuals. They may recite these prayers over anyone who is not possessed, but rather afflicted, persecuted, or otherwise influenced by the devil. 
one of the Jesuit moralists, Father uh, Nolden and, and, and A. Schmidt, recommend the use of simple exorcisms. And I might add, they, one of our points they make, it's very necessary to persuade the minister of the church of more frequently using the use of the simple exorcism, remembering the words of the Lord. In my name they will expel demons. Above all else, they should use it for those who object of vehement temptation and for penitents of whom they perceive difficulties in exciting sorrows and the firm resolution with respect to the sins and sincerely confessing their sins. They may use this formula or other similar ones. Uh, okay, so St. Alphonsus Liguorian, I'll leave you on this and we'll end up doing another hour on this later. St. Alphonsus Liguorian, the doctor of the church for moral theology, speaking to confessors, says that before any other thing, the priest should secretly pray a simple exorcism for his penitent when he discerns that a penitent may be subject to demonic infestation. And the words of a Dominican priest, he says, every priest is an exorcist by virtue of his ordination. This power must be used and used extensively with firmness and authority. When it is not, the enemy creates havoc among the sheep of God, unmolested even by those who have the duty and obligation to guard the flock. Priests should never drive off the infernal wolves not merely begging him to depart, but by a firm command. I command you to depart in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Crucified. That's a great line right there. Powerful. Well, I hear the music. Hey, we'll, we'll do another one of these and finish up the whole concept of delivering us from evil. How to protect us from, deliver us from evil. How to protect us from the devil. Don't forget, if Jess was there, I'd ask him what state you should be living in. He'd say the state of grace. And I'd say, yep, that's it, Jess. And I also remind everybody, these are difficult times we're living, and that's why I'm doing this Deliver Us From Evil catechesis on, de on the devil. Remember, Our Lady of Fatima said it. Souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. I ask you, participate in the salvific work of Jesus Christ by offering all your actions to Jesus. Every action is like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. And I just ask you, young and old, to participate in this because souls can be saved through the intercession of the faithful. And they can call upon the graces that are necessary to convert them. May God richly bless you.